0: on. What an honor to be able to be a part of this conference. And um, it's so needed right now that we just gather together and hear good news. Jesus is the good news. And the more we talk about good news and the more we talk about Jesus, that's where faith and hope arises. So, um, you know, all of us have been home more than usual during this season. And I just feel like the Lord is using this season. You know, the Lord can use anything the enemy tries to bring our way for our good. And um, he's using this season to reset us, recalibrate us, and um, really recharge us. The, he has great plans for us. And we're going to come out of this just recalibrated, reset, and recharged. Rest is so good because In rest, you can reflect. And um, that's what I've really been doing with the Holy Spirit. He's been really challenging me to look at my last season and just see um, what have I taken on that wasn't him. You know, um, there's, there's many different personalities out there, but there's some personalities that just take on a lot. And then I know there's some people that probably don't take on anything. So, um, but kind of reflecting and seeing, okay, what did I do last season? God, what was you and what wasn't you? What, what was my flesh? What was good works, but religion and, and what was you and help me reset, calibrate me for the next season to really focus on what you're doing. So, um, A couple things that um, I've just gotten from the Holy Spirit myself is um, more is not always better there. And I think there's some of you that need to hear that more is not always better and quality can be better than quantity. Um, There's so much to do. There's so many good things to do, but good things don't always mean God things and that's where relationship is so important that's where we take relationship versus religion because religion is um more is better and uh quantity is better than quality but not with jesus jesus was very intentional with his life and with his ministry and he did exactly what god called him to do and so um jesus's life wasn't worried And um, he wasn't hurried and he wasn't overwhelmed. Jesus' ministry, his life on earth was not hurried, was not worried, and it was not overwhelmed. And I think that's really important because when Jesus came on earth, he didn't come to change um, the world system. He came to bring good news to people. Now, Jesus is coming back and he will rule and reign At the millennium and that's in revelations. He's going to rule in the millennium and he's going to bring his government and rule the earth. But his agenda when he came was not to rule the way people wanted him to rule. He came to bring good news and bring the kingdom of God in people's hearts. He, it wasn't a kingdom that was going to change the earthly system, but man, men and women's heart. He came to um, have relationships. He built relationship. That's what his ministry was out of was relationship. Okay. So um, I want to turn to Matthew 28. So if you have your Bible and it's good to have your own Bible, to look for it yourself, get familiar with your Bible, know where scriptures are, highlight because your Bible becomes such a foundation in your life. There's there's seasons of my life that... Um, if I was going through a hard thing or I'm just in my word that the Holy Spirit speaks to me and I write the date and I highlight it and I remember it's a it's a history of remembrance with the Lord what the Lord spoke what the Lord's doing but if you're in Matthew 28 verse 19 I'm going to use 19 and 20 it said um and Jesus told his disciples I have been given complete authority in heaven and earth Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all my commandments I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so God didn't call him to go um, change the political world, but to go into all the nations and preach the good news and make disciples. Sometimes we have this pressure um that's way up here of changing the world but Jesus is more like relationship discipling one-on-one discipling people ministry the kingdom of God is about relationships not a system not an institution it's people it's emotions it's it's relationship um last night I had a pretty significant dream And I really feel like I'm supposed to share this dream. So I am going to tell you the dream. And then I'm going to take you talk about four different takeaways, four different things that I had from the dream. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit ministers to you um, what's relevant to your life. So just ask the Holy Spirit, um, tell me what my takeaways are. What am I supposed to get from this, if anything? So um, last night, I went to um, my kid's school now. Um, If you don't know me, um, Ben and I are pastors, um, Ben and Cara Diaz, and we have five kids. And I homeschool my kids, but one day a week, they go to an enrichment school. So in this dream, I was at the school picking up the kids, and um, the military, helicopters and planes started flying into our city everywhere, loud, and everybody's looking, and an alarm went off and they were telling everybody to evacuate, evacuate. So every institution in the city was called to evacuate and go home. And so um, I, I was walking in the dream and I went to go get my kids and I saw the teacher there. The teacher was young and she was worried and um i told her i'll I'll stay with you until moms come and get these kids so you can go home so i lingered a little bit in the dream and i had my kids in tow and at once that classroom had cleared out i started walking and i ran into an old friend um this friend stopped going to church years ago and just kind of doing life alone um we're in contact a little bit but i don't see her she used to actually come to our church so i saw her a lot more and with my friend was her son's girlfriend and when I came up to her, um, I could tell that she had been crying. She was so full of fear and worried because it was the unknown. You know, nobody knew what was going on. And, and in the dream, I can remember that I was not hurried. I was not worried. And um, I wasn't overwhelmed. And so I stopped her. And the first thing I did was I latched onto her and gave her a huge hug. And I remember I told her, I said, my arms aren't enough. And I remember putting my leg around her legs, you know, just really giving her love. I just knew that was the most important thing at that moment that she knew she was so loved and I could just see peace come over her. And she said, can you please lead this girl to the Lord? She doesn't know the Lord. And um, so I turned to the young girl and I said, yes, I said, I looked up and I, we could see the huge helicopters, you know, the huge military helicopters and planes. And I said, do you see this? I said, this is, um, this was prophesied a long time ago. I said, God is doing something. I said, "Um, the Lord told us in his word, there would be wars and rumors of wars in the end times. And And Jesus came to give us peace. And I looked at her and I said, do you know how much Jesus loves you? And I said, if you have Jesus, you have everything. Everything will work out for you if you know Jesus. And I led her to the Lord and then I woke up. So I want to talk about this dream a little bit because dreams are symbolic of things. And, you know, some dreams mean nothing. And some dreams, the Lord is really trying to tell you something. So it's good to write down your dreams and pray over your dreams. When I woke up, I knew the Lord was speaking to me and I was supposed to share this today. It was a significant dream. We know in our spirit, the Lord speaks to us. He speaks in many different ways and dreams is a big one. So um, four takeaways. The first one is um, that things will get worse in this world. And our heart is not to be shaken. The Lord said, and I know we're all waiting for this virus to be done and get on with life. And I, I cannot wait. But just so you know, there's going to be more to come. And I'm not prophesying negative. I'm saying what the word says. And what's so great is whatever's going on in this world, we're a part of a bigger kingdom. And when we understand that, the unknowns don't scare us because they're not unknowns to us. <laughs> the Lord tells us we're in the knowing. We're, we're we're in the elite group of God Almighty, we're His children, and He's saying, "Hey, <laughs> this world system's messed up. It is on shifting sand, but we're on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. So no matter what's going, our hearts do not have to be shaken. No matter what is going on, and to me." I think um, for most people, actually, the unknown is scarier than anything. The unknown, what's going on? What's going on in the unknown? But when we know who we are, when we know God's plan in the midst of whatever's going on in the world, God has a plan. He has a plan for us and it's good. That keeps such a shield in our heart of confidence and love that even in the dream, I was experiencing what everybody else was experiencing, I wasn't hurrying. I wasn't hurried. I wasn't worried. And I wasn't overwhelmed. My peace was ruling the peace of Jesus. The peace in my heart was ruling my life. And so, um, let me read. We're still in Matthew. So most of my scriptures are in Matthew. Turn with me to Matthew 24. Matthew 24, verse, um, I'm going to read 6 and 7 and 8, okay? And in, in all of 24 is actually really good. And the Lord's telling us about end times. And, and end times really started when Jesus ascended to the Father with the disciples. There was wars and rumors of wars. And if you look at history, there was. And everything is leading up to Jesus coming back. And um, it says, verse 6, and wars will break out near and far, But don't panic. What? Don't panic. He's saying wars and rumors of wars will break out, but don't panic. That's the very word he used. Yes, these things must come. Jesus is saying these things must come. This is good because Jesus is coming back. This is good. These things will come. But the end won't follow immediately. Nations and kingdoms will proclaim war against each other and there'll be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all these things are only the beginning of the horrors to come. Because when there is a nation, when the world is not founded on the word of God, and the enemy is the prince of this world, this is his desire, to kill, steal, and destroy. And Jesus says, don't panic, because my kingdom is bigger, and the kingdom is within us. See, we want the kingdom, his kingdom, to be seen in our nation. But the nation, the the kingdom of God exists in us. And because of that, we are walking in the kingdom and the realities of the kingdom can influence our life coming from us with the Holy Spirit, not expecting political leaders or nations or governments to to do that for us. Peace is never going to come from our government, from the nations, from this world. True peace comes from Jesus Christ who rules in our hearts. And it's us choosing to walk in the kingdom of God and in the truth of God's word or not. You know, rest is so good because in rest we can reflect. That's why I think the Lord um, loves Sabbath and called us to have a Sabbath day. Because we work hard, we're busy, but there's at least one day a week that we can sit and reflect on the goodness of God. The blessings of God review our week and recalibrate and reset for the next week. A lot of people don't take a Sabbath. And so this is kind of like a long Sabbath for God's people because God has big plans for us. Um, So I was really reflecting with the Holy Spirit on my last season. God, what did I take on that wasn't you? What am I doing that's not you? Recalibrate me to what you've called me to do. What is God calling you to do in this new season? What did you do last season that wasn't God? you know, a good way to understand if it was God or not is, did it cause rest? Was the yoke easy and light? Or was it hard? Was there no grace on it? Was there not life in it? Did it, did it suck the life out of you? Or did it um, energize you? Because here's the thing, God has called us to do the hard things. Don't get me wrong. We are called to do the hard things. We're called to work hard. But when it's God, there's grace. We we do the supernatural things. We do things that nobody else could do in there by themselves. But with God, we can do the impossible. Last night, I had a dream, a very significant dream. um, And I know I was supposed to share it this morning. So in the dream, I was at my kid's school and military planes and helicopters started flooding our city. And they were saying, evacuate. Get home, get to safety, take cover. And I don't know if war was coming or rumors of war or what was going on, but um, parents are coming to pick up the kids and and everybody's in a panic at the school. I saw the teacher of the school and I said, I'll wait with you um, until all the parents come because she was scared. As I was leaving, I had my kids with me and I was leaving the campus. I ran into an old friend. This friend used to come to church. She stopped coming to church years ago and um, just kind of doing life by herself. And when I saw my friend, her eyes were um, puffy red and I could tell she was just crying and she was scared. And the very first thing I did was I grabbed her with two arms and I just hugged her, you know, one of those bear hugs. And and it wasn't enough. I said, this is not enough. And so I put my leg around her legs too. I said, it's just not enough. I just have to squeeze you more. And I said, I love you so much and I miss you and um i could tell that i just gave her peace and one thing in the dream um i knew is i wasn't hurried i wasn't worried and i wasn't overwhelmed and um you know jesus when when he lived his life on earth you know jesus did hard things and he had a hard life but jesus was never hurried he stopped for the one he was never worried I mean, there were storms, there was people trying to kill him, the political scene was messy with the Romans, the Romans not liking the Jews, I mean, there was a lot of things going on, and Jesus was not overwhelmed, I mean, he was called to do a big thing, but he was never overwhelmed with the calling on his life and what God called him to do, Jesus never took on somebody else's calling, he only did what the Father called him to do, and there's rest in that. So in the dream, I wasn't hurried, I wasn't worried, and I wasn't overwhelmed. And um, when I saw my friend and, and, you know, I let go of the embrace, she said, um, she had a young girl with her and she said, this is my son's girlfriend. She doesn't know about Jesus. Can you lead her to the Lord? Can you share Jesus? And in, in the dream, I said, sure. And I looked at her and I, and, you know, I'm smiling. I'm happy. I'm not worried. And I looked up and I said, you see these planes, you see what's going on. I said, Jesus told us this was going to happen. I said, this was in the, this is in the word of God. Jesus told us many, many years ago, there would be war and rumors of war. And um, in the last video before we disconnected, I read that it's Matthew 24, six and seven. It says there's going to be wars, rumors of wars. Do not panic. These things must take place place why why must it take place because this world system is not God's kingdom and when people make decisions not based on God's word or God's kingdom it's on unshifting sand it's like on shifting sand and so Jesus saying this is coming because this is the beginning signs of my coming back why was I not worried in the dream because I knew in the dream this is a sign of my king king jesus coming back for me this excites my heart i don't i don't like war i don't like famines i don't like earthquakes i don't like those things jesus doesn't like those things but it reminds us where is our faith in is it in this world on shifting sand has no hope or no faith or it reminds me where my faith and hope is in and that jesus is coming back um there was a pastor who said um, counted a blessing when God is your only option. And I love that because, um, we live in such a blessed nation that there's many options all the time, but some t- times in our life, we get to a place where God is our only option. And that's really sad that sometimes it takes that point for us to realize that because even in blessing, we need to realize God is our only option in blessing whatever's going on. But back to the dream. My first takeaway, my first point was when things come, war, rumors of war, pandemics, epidemics, famines, earthquakes, when things happen, it's not unknown to us. It shouldn't be unknown to us. The word of God tells us. Jesus spent so much time explaining to the disciples, explaining to us. Even Paul talks about it in Revelations when God encountered John, the things to come. These things should not cause us panic, but remind us that Jesus is coming back. Jesus didn't come the first time he came. He did not come to change the world system. He came to influence the heart of men and women. And our ministry right now is not to change the world system. Jesus is coming back to do that. But to preach the good news. We're called to make disciples of nations. That, that is what we're called to do, to be influencers. Ministry is relationship. And in Matthew 24, verse 1, were, Jesus was walking with the disciples and the disciples are like, oh my gosh, look at all these buildings. Look what we built. It's amazing. And she's like, yeah, cool, but those are going to be destroyed. <laughs> and and I, I think the Lord was saying like, he's not impressed with what we built. What is going to impress the heart of the father is how we love. When we face him, it's not just about what we built for him, but how we've loved people for him. Because that's what we're called to do love God with all of our heart and love people. And in this dream, I looked at this young girl and I was saying, This God told us about it. We don't have to worry. You know, unknown is so scary to people, the unknown. I think that's one of the biggest fears is not knowing, right? We saw these helicopters. What's going on? Is it war? Are we about to be bombed? Are we going to die? Like, what is it? And, um, Nothing should be unknown to us because we know Jesus. We have the word of God and the word of God tells us that we're a part of an unshakable kingdom and that kingdom is inside you and me. We have an unshakable kingdom inside of us. And so why do we keep looking here or there for the kingdom of God and our government kingdom of God, which I'm so thankful for a good government and, and, um, a great president and, and godly men and women around him but what happens when we don't have that what about like the jews when the romans were in charge we still are a part of an unshakable kingdom it's inside us jesus the holy spirit lives inside of us and his whole kingdom we have access to because we have relationship with the father okay so first takeaway in the dream i wasn't alarmed because i knew it was a part of the plan jesus is coming back Um, In the dream, people were so confused. It was unknown to them. And so when things happen, pandemics, epidemics, when things happen, we have to know, hey, Jesus is coming back. And my my job, your job is to preach the good news and do the works of Jesus. That's what he called us to do. And preaching the good news is loving people. Um, In the dream, I had my kids with me. And then I ran into an old friend and then it was the unsaved. It was such a beautiful priority in the dream. I wasn't worried about the kids. My kids were with me, they're my first priority. And then I had my friends, the ones that God called me to influence and out of overflow, I was leading the unsaved. You know, When you're doing relationship with God and you're doing life with people, ministry just happens organically. It happens naturally. We don't have to go searching for what God has for us. God is so normal. He's so easy. He's not religious. It's just in life and doing life, we're preaching the good news. Okay, the second thing, we are not called, and I kind of um, cover this, but we're not called to change the world system, but go into all the world and make disciples and preach the good news. Um, Matthew 28, 19 is not a political agenda. Now, I love politics. I love listening to politics. It doesn't mean we shouldn't know what's going on. We need godly men and women in a government and in leadership to influence. So I'm not saying anything like that, but our, if our agenda is to change this world system, we will fail because the only person that can do it is Jesus. And he is coming back and he is gonna rule and reign and we are gonna rule and reign with him. But we are called to influence and preach the good news because the kingdom of god is not outside but it's inside it's in the heart of people and that is what we're called to do you know jesus took 12 disciples he didn't just go into where the king was he didn't rule from a palace he ruled and reigned. he took his authority in relationship started with 12 disciples and that grew um jesus's agenda wasn't to become popular but he did. He actually withheld his ministry many times and miracles because he was afraid of becoming too famous. It became very popular, very famous, but it wasn't his agenda. Jesus had no agenda other than what God was doing. And in this reset and recalibrate season, it's good for us to go back and say, okay, God, what's my agenda? And what's self-serving but, or what is truly your agenda in your heart for me in my life? because you know as the disciples we're looking at the building like look what we build look how amazing and jesus like yeah that's going to be destroyed what in our life are we building that's not god that's going to be destroyed because if it doesn't look like love it's going to be destroyed it's loving each other now i'm not against buildings We need buildings. We're praying for a church building. We need buildings. But it's not about the building. It's about the people. And it's about what we're doing in the building of being that place of encouragement and loving and preaching the good news and doing the works of Jesus Christ, raising the dead, healing the sick, preaching, making disciples. That's what we're called to do. Um, I've said this to our church congregation, and I'm just going to put this out there, but there's... um, a TV series right now on YouTube. And also there's an app called The Chosen. And the first season is done. And it's a life of Jesus. And I love this show. I encourage you to watch the show. And I love the way um, they have depicted Jesus in this TV show. Jesus is fun. He's real. He's not re- uh, religious. And he's just doing relationship. He is not hurried. He is not worried and he is not overwhelmed. He's enjoying life and doing crazy, amazing things for his father. And that is what we're called to do. Not be hurried, not be worried. Jesus stopped for the one. You know, it's the example of the good Samaritan. The, uh, the rabbi and, and the other guy, were the Levite and the rabbi were so busy. They were so hurried. They were so worried. They were so overwhelmed with what? Religious deeds and acts. They missed, they missed the one that was wounded and broken right in their path. What is in our path? What the Lord puts in my path, I don't want to miss. Like in the dream, I would have missed my friend. Loving her, help bringing peace to her and leading that young girl to the Lord. If I was hurried and if I was worried, And if I was overwhelmed, I would have gotten in my car and went home and missed what God had for me. We have to be so secure in in, in knowing God's word and his plans. And we're just in rest. We're not filling our lives with just things, but we're purposed. We're, We're intentional that what God brings in front of us, we're doing. That's how Jesus led his life. You read, he's just walking And he's just doing what God called him to do. He's relaxed. He's in joy. He's in peace. He's not hurried. He's not worried. And he's not overwhelmed. That is what God has called for us. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. He's yoked with us and he's taking the weight and the burden on him. He took it that we can walk in peace and joy and do the good works. We can do the works of Jesus. We can stop for the sick. We can stop for the hurting. We pray for them. We heal them. God has given us that authority. Matthew 23, 11 says, the greatest among you must be a servant. Our ministries and what we're called to be on earth isn't self-serving or for people to serve us. That's not what Jesus did. It's about serving others, loving others, because we have the time to lay down our life for other people for the Lord and for his agenda. We have to get back to his agenda. What's his agenda for you? What's his plan for you? Because it's going to be the most gratifying, self-fulfilling thing for your life. Humility is huge. Humility is huge. It's not about us. It's about King Jesus and what he's doing. We serve people and we serve the heart of the father. And when we get busy and can't reflect, good works and religion, can be set can be disguised so well that it looks like we're doing what God wants us to do and it can just suck the life out of us and it's not what he's called us to do at all we want God when we face Jesus we want to say good job Um, you've done well my good and faithful servant right okay so less is more If we're doing what God has called us to do, less is more, it's intentional. It can be. And, um, okay. The third takeaway, let's move on to the third one. Who are you influencing? Who are you influencing? That's what we're doing here. We're not just hanging out, buying time, waiting for the Lord to come back. We're not victims. Life is hard. Um, you know, poor me. No, we have the kingdom of God within us and we are called to influence. That's what we're called to do, influence. And, and again, we don't have to build a big platform. It's influencing what's in front of you. It starts first with your family. Who's God brought into your family? You're called to influence. And then it just expands in there. I loved in the dream that I had, and I said this, but I'm just gonna reiterate this. I had my kids with me. And then as I'm walking and doing what I'm supposed to do, I ran into a friend. And I love that friend. And in that relationship, I met this person who did not know the Lord and needed to know the Lord. And it's such a beautiful picture of priority. Our priority is our family. And um, sometimes we get very, very busy that the ones we love the most, the ones that God has entrusted takes the backseat to priority and we're serving everybody else before our own family. And it shouldn't be because when you are serving your spouse, when you have a good marriage and your family, your kids feel loved and secure, there will always be enough time. There will always be overflow for more. But it is in that priority first. We have our, our marriage has to be priority. My kids need to be priority. And then out of that, there will always be more enough overflow for others. And that's how it works. Ministry is easy. You want to be in ministry? Love people. There you go. That's ministry. Love people. Love the person in front of you. Start at the grocery store. Start on the freeway. Start in your family. Love the people around you. greatest ministry is the ministry we're called to is love one another out of that everything else will be birthed in what god has called you to do if we're faithful just love people around us influence will grow influence will grow um relationships are not supposed to be rushed or on the surface we're called to have deep meaningful relationships not with everybody but we all have our inner circle that god has called us to that's why church is so beautiful and church relationships so beautiful and there's so many amazing churches you're gonna see speaker after speaker a part of the bride a part of the body the body is big and it's amazing and it's in every nation and and every part of the body you know there's the inner circle like our church is one group and freddie and Taryn is another and there's so many beautiful parts of one big body with christ as the head and in relationships that's why we're called to meet together. We need to meet together. We need to have church because just watching a good teaching on YouTube <laughs> is not deep or meaningful. You can get good teaching, but you're not being fathered and mothered. You're not being accountable. We need each other for accountable for deep, meaningful relationships. When I saw my friend, the hug and the embrace is what she needed. You can't get that through internet. I mean, I'm we're connecting as a body, but it's good that we meet together. Because we need those deep, meaningful relationships, not with the whole world, but with the ones that God has brought into our life. Because um, one pastor said, and I love this, you want to know what your destiny is? Find your people and you'll find your destiny. Find your people and you'll find your destiny. See, God is a God of relationship. Everything is about relationships. So who's your people? Who are you supposed to build with? Who are you supposed to do life with? Find your people and your destiny will be built out of that. Jesus found his people. He found his disciples. And wow, that was a a mixed varied group of men, wasn't it? And women too, Mary, the Marys, I call the Marys. The Marys were there. What an assortment of people that God called and he found his people and what happened? They influenced the world. He found his people and his destiny were in there. Now Jesus had a destiny, but the disciples found their people and they found their destiny in their people. Okay, we're not called to do life alone. We're not called to do life alone. We're called to do it together and we need one another. There's strength in numbers, there's strength in family, and there's strength in unity. Okay, the last takeaway. Okay, so um, review this if you don't remember. Well, the first one was um, when things get bad, we don't panic. We know that things in this earth might get bad, but we're not a part of this earth. We're in this earth, but we're part of a bigger kingdom, which is never shaken, is always full of joy and peace and love. God never changes. He is stable. He is steady. And he is our strong high tower that we can run into anytime and be safe. Okay. So that was number two. I mean, that was number one. Number two was um we're not called to change the world system and don't have expectations that the world system is going to bow its knee to jesus now it's great when when our our nation does that but if it doesn't and the bible says it's just going to get worse and worse that we know what we're called to is change the heart of men and women we're called to influence them with the good news three is who are you influencing who in your life and who have you neglected Start with the ones that God has given you. That's your family. That's your close friends. That's your church, your job, your neighbors in your neighborhood. Start with who God has put in front of you. Okay. And then um, the fourth one, the fourth takeaway is, um, and this is the most important. The biggest part of the dream, besides me realizing I wasn't hurried, I wasn't worried, I wasn't overwhelmed, but the biggest takeaway was the hug. me embracing my friend. And that was such a picture of God over us. It was, it was the most genuine loving hug that just brought peace. And, And here's the thing, God's love over us is our security. I remember a pastor talking and, and, um, you know, everybody wants to know, is when's the rapture is it pre-trib is it mid-tribulation is it post-tribulation are we going to go through the end times how much of the end times are we going to do the birth pain or the actual birth of the end times and and if you don't know what that is read matthew and read the gospels because jesus talks about it but am i going to be for the, here for the horrific event events because that can cause a lot of fear in people and i love this pastor and he said if you're secure in god's love it doesn't matter Now, I personally believe we're going to be raptured out. I do. I look at the scripture and that's what I think. But you know, some people don't. They think they're going to be here. But here's the thing. My hope isn't that I'm going to be raptured out. My hope is Jesus loves me. He's going to protect me. I don't have to fear anything. So when we understand that, that is our protection. I'm God's daughter. You're God's child. He loves you. And have you ever seen somebody, or you probably remember, but when you're in that euphoric love bubble, you know, when people just fall in love, it's like, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. They are just protected by this euphoric love protection. Well, 1 John 4.16, let's talk about that. Turn with me to 1 John 4. I'm gonna end with this because this is the most important thing. Like if this um, epidemic, if this virus, the um, I know nobody's talked about that yet, but if this season has really shaken you, then this is a time to reflect and see what is in your heart, because whatever is not of God will be shaken up in our hearts. And and say, okay, God, I need a fresh baptism of your love. I am not anchored in your love like the way I should be. And that's the first thing we need to do. Because First John 4, and I'm going to start with verse 16. And we know how much God loves us. And we put our trust in him. God is love. And all who live in love, live in God. We're called to live in love. And that's where God is because he is love. And God in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid. This is verse 17. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we are like Christ here on earth. Verse 18 such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid for its fear of judgment, and this shows us that his love has not been perfected in us. If there's fear in our hearts, It just reveals to us that his love has not been perfected in us. So we need to go back and get anchored in that he loves us. Okay. And then it says, um, and God himself commanded, we must not just love him, but we have to love our brothers and sisters. It says we love each other as a result of being loved first. So this encompasses everything I said. When I'm secure in who I am and that God loves me, it doesn't matter what's going on. War, rumor wars, epidemics, pandemics, famine. I, I don't have to panic. There's not going to be enough food. I don't have to panic that um, my family's not going to be safe because God is in charge of my life and he loves me so much. As I take care of my kids, God takes care of me. God takes care of you. If you're part of his family, he loves you. And his love, when it's perfected in our hearts, there's no room for fear. So we don't have to be hurried. We don't have to be worried. And we don't have to be overwhelmed because his love is the anchor. And it says in 1 John 4, as we live in that love, we naturally, as a result of that, love people. Loving people should not be hard, it's an overflow of his love for me. I'm so loved. I feel so loved by God. I can't help but loving people. I can't help but grasping that lady and loving on her, that friend. I can't help but sharing the good news to people because it's an overflow of what he's done. He loved me first. There's no room for judgment in my heart. I can go boldly to the throne room of God because he loves me, not because of my good works, not because I deserve it because of what Jesus did for me, because he loves me. My relationship with God is first based on he loves me. And out of that, I love him. It takes God to love God. It takes God to love God. We can't love without him because he is love. He loved us first. He fills our heart with love that we we can't help to love him and serve him because he's good, he's good. Okay, Jesus wasn't hurried. He wasn't worried and he wasn't overwhelmed. your last season before, we're in this reset and recalibrate and reflecting. What in your life felt overwhelmed? What were you hurried or worried about? This time we need to reflect and recalibrate so we can go into the new season more intentional, doing the good works God called us to do. I'm not called to do anybody else's good works. I'm called to do what God called me to do. You're not called to take on what God has not called you to take on. It will suck the life out of you. You will miss out. You will miss out on the relationship with your family and the things that God has put in front of you. Like the good Samaritans out there, like the, the ones that, like being the good Samaritan out there, stopping for the one. Okay, well, I'm gonna close with that. I'm gonna pray. If you're listening and you're not saved, I'm gonna tell you what I told that young girl in the dream. <laughs> If you have God, you have everything. Jesus loves you so much. And when he comes into your life, when you invite him into your life, it's going to change everything. There is a peace this world cannot give you. There is a joy that is given to us. And it's a supernatural joy from a kingdom that's invisible, but very real. You know, the invisible realm is more real than the this earthly, fleshly realm that we live in. So let's just pray and repeat after me, God. Um, I ask you into my life, Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and you rose again, and I'm inviting you into my life. Come into my life. I want to be a part of your kingdom. I thank you for forgiving me of my sins, and I want to live life with you. I want to live in love, and that's in you and you living in me. So I just invite you to come in my life to be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to pray for those who maybe experienced a little fear. You know, there's no shame in that. It's just saying that we need to be perfected in God's love. And honestly, we're going to be perfected in his love every day we're here on earth. We always and constantly can be perfected in love, but that's the cure. You know what the cure is for worry and fear? God's love. What's the cure for loving others better? God's love. So I just want to pray over you in this season. God, I just pray in this season, Lord, that you're using this Sabbath rest to recalibrate, to reset us and let us reflect. And and Holy Spirit, I just pray as we come out, we're rested and we're intentional. And, And Lord, maybe where this epidemic or pandemic has caused fear in our hearts, that your perfect love would come in. I just pray right now over everybody watching that you would just get a fresh baptism of the love of Jesus that anchors you and anchors your heart. You encounter him in a new way that no matter what's going on in this world, we are unshaken because we're a part of an unshakable kingdom. And that kingdom is within you. Jesus is within you and you can access it anytime. I just speak a blessing and favor over you and prosperity. In Jesus name, amen.